Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 72 of the Put a Ring on a Podcast. This is our last episode of season six. But guys, don't cry. Don't worry. Don't cry. Don't cry. Shh, shh, shh. Don't cry like Danielle did in this episode and like I did in this episode. It, we cried in this episode. Guys, we cried. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't like, blo- I cried. I cried. No, that's true. Yeah. Um, we're sharing some stories in this episode. Dan and I honestly talk a lot when we record this podcast before and after we record. Um, yeah. So this was fun to just kind of share stories back and forth and just some of the most crazy and amazing things that we've seen at weddings. Real talk. This was this podcast was all about real talk. We came into it with a little bit of a plan and we just went with it and talked and probably freaked Danielle out a little bit because we would not have fully written notes about everything. But um, it it was lovely. Uh, and you, you'll see. You just got to listen to this episode. Um, uh, you want to talk about Patreon, Danielle? Yeah. First, I want to share. Um, we are going to drop the um, release date of season seven. We share all kinds of details as to well, not all kinds of details, some details as to what we're planning for season seven. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you are in the Patreon group, we are going to keep the conversations going even after the season has ended. Yep, I'll be there. I hope to be sharing some some really good things with you guys. But if you're not already, we can't tell you enough how much your support means to us. Um, yeah. How much it sort of cheers us on and tells us. Us, keep going um we love you guys we support you guys it it means the world to us even even supporting two dollars a month while you may not think it makes a difference i cannot tell you the what it does for us um on yeah. our end so if you would like to join us and we would so love to have you visit us at patreon.com slash p-a-r-o-i patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash p-a-r-o-i um we love you all so much and season six has been fun this episode is amazing. It is a roller coaster ride for sure. Ooh, yeah, it is. All right, let's hop in. Hey, ringers, I'm Danielle. And I'm Dan. This is the Put a Ring on It podcast. We are two wedding pros sharing everything we can about planning a wedding. You ready? Let's do this. This is going to be a super great episode because while there's a very loose plan for it, Danielle and I don't know fully what the other person is going to be talking about. Um, So this episode is just a very personal one that we're just going to go through some of the memorable moments, some of the crazy things, some of the sweet things, some of the tearjerker things that we have seen. Uh, as wedding professionals over the last 10 years. So it's just going to be, it's going to be some feel good stuff. It's going to be a little bit of crazy stuff to avoid um, and just a lot of fun. And this episode is our last episode for season six. (laughs) Also, yay, but (laughs) because we get a little break. So um, we wanted to wrap up this season with like love and goodness and just like sort of opening up our souls a little bit. Um, and sharing with you guys because we think there is a lot of fun in the stuff we're going to share and like lessons learned and just good juju. That said, um, this wraps up season six, season seven. We are going to be coming back right now. The plan is that we're going to be coming back November 19th. We're going to take a little bit of a break. Um, we are going to come back November 19th. Dan, as you may know, um, is going to be growing his family by two. Um, as of the time recording this, babies have not come yet because we're recording it before the babies come. 
so we are getting ahead of, of of season six at this point, but for season seven, Dan is going to be taking for some of season seven. Yep. Um, Dan's going to be taking a short paternity break. Yep. And I am going to be bringing on some guests to talk about different stuff. Um, I have no idea what yet because one thing at a time. But <laughs> we're going to be bringing people on so that we're going to keep this podcast going so that. Um, you guys still have what you need to plan awesome weddings and Dan can take some time to just uh, love on his family and, you know, sleep for an hour a day. <laughs> Ooh, it's going to be brutal, but it's going to be awesome. So after this episode, we will see you guys in November. But yep. without further ado, Dan, I would love for you to go first. You want me to go first? Okay. Um, I've got 10 to choose from. A couple that are really uh, starting off the top. And all right, so... So some of these are like photos that stick out in my mind of like, because obviously I'm a very visual person and some of them are just fun stories. Um, so this one is both. Uh, this couple, Megan and Jason, way back in the very beginning, um, 2011, May, I think. Um, they were married at Hotel Bethlehem. And this, this to this day is the reason why I have not left a wedding before the end of a wedding yet. This, this wedding right now that I'm talking about is the reason why. Um, and it's because I feel like the best stuff happens at the end of the wedding. Now, granted, five years, ten years when I'm a little bit older and I'm, now I'm going to have two more kids coming soon, maybe this will change where I'm going to want to need to get home or whatever. But as of right now, this is why I have never left a wedding in early before the end in 200 weddings. And it's because this couple, Megan and Jason, getting married at Hotel Bethlehem, they had like that big party, uh, the that last song rang out. There was a whole bunch of like love around and people were hugging and kissing and just like came up like just, just like squeezing them and arms wrapped around them. And then everybody like stopped and like, we're like, all right. And they just like started walking out and Megan and Jason like stepped over to the side and me knowing who I am, uh, as, like, I just was like eyes on them the whole time. And they walked over and she's just plopped down in front of the sweetheart table on the floor in her big dress just her and jason and he like sat down next to her and i like sprinted over there to get in front of them and take a picture because it was so sweet right like the whole room is basically empty you know hotel bethlehem looks like there's those mm -hmm. big um big uh glass mirrors behind them and like there's literally nobody in this whole room and i like sort of like stumbled and slid in front of them. And I snapped this picture of them looking exhausted, but, but elated. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like just thrilled with life. And I was just like, this is it. This is what weddings are made of right here. Like just these like little things were like, where you just feel good and it's just it, it could have been any other place it could they could have been at their house it could have been at a restaurant sitting behind their sweetheart table just the two of them but in this moment it was still just the two of them and many years from now hopefully they'll just be sitting on the couch together the two of them but in this moment it was their first moment together as a couple just taking this just being together and taking it in and i love that if I would have left early, I would have missed that. And that's one of their favorite photos. So that was a sweet part that came out of it. But yeah, I just loved all the symbolism behind like that little moment, just exhausted and tired, but together and leaning on each other. It was beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. What you got? What you got? All right. This is, uh, this is one, uh, Dan, you actually, this was not the first, but this is a second wedding you and I did together. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm probably talked about this before, but I'm very excited to share it again. So this wedding was also a few years ago now, 
Um, <laughs> it was happening just in a regular space, whatever, not important. But at the end of the wedding, um, there's usually this last song that plays. And in this case, the couple was Vicky and Dave. Um, and some of these will change the names to protect the innocent, but <laughs> this is a I nice know one. Vicky and Dave are cool with it. So um, they were like the, the wedding was kind of winding down and it got to the last song and the DJ put on the song, send me on my way. You know, send me on my send way. Me on my way. Do, 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 do. Send me on my way. 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 Sorry. No, send it's me okay. on my way. <clears throat> it's fine. Just <laughs> are you done? <laughs> it is one of my personal favorite songs. It just lifts me up. It puts me in a great mood. Now when I hear it, that's all I think about is this moment at the wedding. And what happened was the DJ put it on and everybody was just dancing. And I don't think it was a huge wedding. Like I want to say there was less than 150 people at this wedding in particular. Yeah, 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 so yeah. like a, a, a good size group um, and everybody without any prompt, any, anything, they just started to form this beautiful circle around the dance floor. And right in the middle of it were Vicky and Dave. Yep. And these two people were not the type of couple that like, I wouldn't say that they like thrived in the spotlight. Like they didn't want all this attention. They were wonderful human beings, but they just didn't go about the day of it being like all about them, 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 them. But it was just this very natural moment that happened where they were in the middle of the dance floor, just somewhat in their own world, but also on top of their mountain, like Dan says, and just feeling the love and everybody around them just put their arms around each other. And they were just like singing and, and, and just, it was so much support. I literally stood on the chair just to see what was happening and observe for my own selfish ways. And I was just bawling my eyes out because it was so organic. It wasn't planned. It wasn't like, Oh, and then we hope this happened. And then the DJ's going to do this. Like it just happened. And it was so beautiful and it was so wonderful and it felt so amazing. And Bride looked so great in her dress. It was just like, it was just. Oh, Vicky's dress was amazing. It was so cool. It was one of my favorite dresses ever. Um, but it's just, it was just awesome. Um, were you still there at that point of the wedding? Like you were still, right? Like I'm, I don't remember. To me, I was so wrapped up in emotion. I don't remember. My first thing I just talked about was how I've never left a wedding before the end. Of course I was there. Oh, I didn't know. I thought you said since then you've like made it a plan never to leave a wedding before the end. I didn't know if this wedding was before that or not. Oh, no. that Yeah, that, that first wedding was, Vicky and Dave was what, 2013, I think. And um, this the couple I was talking about was 2011, very beginning, very beginning. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I don't think Vicky and Dave are 2013. I'll have to look it up. Maybe 2012. October 2012. That was such a good wedding. Um, all right. Talking about people like not wanting to be in the spotlight. I'm thinking about another couple, Sarah and Andrew. And this is this is where my love of the wedding day timeout came from. They um, pretty uh, religious couple, like very um, spiritual, you could say, and. And they had this outdoor ceremony at John James Audubon Center. And if you know anything about that space, there's it's it's pretty open and wide, and there's some wilderness sections of it. And so they had their ceremony underneath these like two big trees that was like really nice outdoors. There was like lemonade and and iced tea for people as they walked up. And um, they had spoke to me many times before that about how they wanted to do this like wedding day timeout and how they picked a space at this like at this house that was kind of away from everything else so long story short they ended up getting married underneath these like two big trees and they walked down the aisle and they just walked straight across this huge field without stopping for anybody without anything like they, they didn't stop for me nothing they just kept going 
and they turned the corner and went over to this house. It's like way tucked away in part of the property. And this house has this little tiny porch on it. Um, and I had planned this with them earlier. I kind of knew I, that they were going to like find this area. I didn't know they were just going to like make a beeline for it. I'd asked if I could photograph it and they said, yeah, but as long as you're like, you like give us the space. I said, okay, cool. Um, and so they just went over uh, to like the back porch of this house that kind of overlooked this meadow that was on the side of a hill. And we did portraits there earlier in the day. And there's these um, walkways that go through the whole thing. And they just went over there and they sat. And the reason why they went over there and did that is because they knew that the whole hustle and the bustle of the entire day was going to pull them in a million directions. And they wanted time to like let what they did sink in. And, and like the photographs don't do it justice, but like they just sat there like wrapped up in each other and they cried and they hugged each other and they looked at each other. And then like a mater D like brought some food over and they had like some capicola or like salami or whatever and some cheeses. And they like, they just sat and kissed and looked out over this thing. And, and I was like, a couple times I was really far away because I just wanted to let them see, like let them be with each other. But you could just like see again, like everything's very visual to me. And like, I, I have a pretty good sense of energy around people. And there's like, they were just so content and so filled with love and so overjoyed. And like, they were just together in that moment. I just loved it. I thought it was so beautiful. Um, that I got to be a, kind of a part of that to watch it, but just that I wish more couples would do that, right? Like to have that time where they just took time out, uh, forgot about everybody else and just let, let what they did sunk in or in some way, or just talked and caught up for like a couple minutes. That's awesome. I hope more couples, I hope that story itself inspires more couples to schedule just a little bit of time in the day where you yeah. just go non-negotiable. This is time for us right now. Yeah. Uh, no moms, no dads, no siblings, no photographers, whatever, whatever you need it to be, just you guys. Yeah. And the, I, I definitely have mentioned this before, but uh, in the, um, in Jewish weddings, right after the ceremony is this thing called the Yuhid. And I'm, if there's any Jewish couples out there, I uh, hope I didn't just botch that. Um, but there's this thing called the Yuhid where like immediately after the ceremony, the couple literally gets like locked away for a couple minutes. Um, and, and I love that. Like I, I, we can, we can take that and, and apply it to other weddings and have people just like get locked away and just talk with each other, enjoy with each other and just have that time to just connect as a couple and make sure you're good to go. You know, it's great. What a great way to start off the day and your lives. Woo. 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 All right. So my next story, kind of a short and sweet one, but, um, in this story, um, the couple, found out as they were planning the wedding that they were also going to be starting a family um, and that the bride was pregnant. So it was a little bit of a curveball that they handled beautifully, but still with, um, with pregnancies come emotions and stresses and, and a whole other level of, of things that are kind of going on. Um, but one of the things that this couple did, uh, at their wedding, and I want to say that by the time of the wedding, the bride was probably six or seven months pregnant, right? Wow. So what they chose to do was when they cut their wedding cake, they chose to make their cake a gender reveal cake. Oh, that's awesome. So, you know, like when uh, the couple doesn't know what it is and they kind of make it this big reveal as to whether they're having a baby boy or a baby girl. So when they cut the cake, the icing inside was either going to be pink or blue to determine and to like tell all of their guests 
what they were going to be having for their little baby. So it was so awesome and it was so sweet. And I just remember, um, like her mom was right there and you know, everybody had their guesses as to what it was going to be, but it was just this like already high energy, amazing, uh, day that they just had. And we got to the point where, you know, dinner was over and it was time to cut cake. And it was just this all, um, new level of excitement that was sort of formed around. Wait, did people know that it was going to be like the gender reveal cake or they just cut mm-hmm. it? Oh, oh, so they, they built it up. Yeah. Well, the, we, I mean, not up until that point, but when it was time to cut the cake, um, the DJ sort of said like, guys, this isn't just cake cutting when, like when we cut it, I forget what they specifically said, but when we cut it, we're going to find out what this couple, um, what the baby's going to be. And it ended up being a baby girl. And uh. like the mother of the bride was over the moon excited the couple was so excited and the photographer was like right in there so you get all of the shots of just um the couple like cutting and then finding out and like all those initial moments it was just so fun it was i love that they did it i love that they embraced um the fact that they were having this wedding i mean the bride could have easily looked at it as like well now i'm going to be pregnant and you know all this stuff and yeah. i'm sure there was a whole roller coaster of emotions oh, just sure. in of itself um but I love that they tied it in, but I also like that they tied it in a way that it didn't take away from the entire day. It was just this one part of it that just like kept adding to the excitement of the day. It was very cool. Uh, and a similar vein of both breaking tradition and, um, and having like a wedding day timeout. This is going to be like basically a one liner. Um, another one of my couples, uh, got married outside. They got married at a camp. And then after the ceremony, um, he like scooped her up to like let her walk over this uh this big puddle which was super adorable and then he put her back down and they walked across this giant uh field and around a corner to a go-kart track because remember they're getting married at a uh a camp and they just rode go-karts for like the next half hour and then then like got off and then went up and went to their cocktail hour but like they were just like we we just want to like have some fun we got married at a camp for a reason um and they like raced each other for a little bit and then they hopped in one uh together and she drove oh it was just amazing it was super sweet like just kind of yeah it was awesome that's all (laughs) for a person who i I so like thrive and live on planning so many things um sometimes i think there's benefits to that but there's also um anti-benefits of that we're gonna go with that for now (laughs) anti-benefits things like that can stress me out. Um, you know, that like going off script or, or doing something spontaneous when I need to let go more, um, Mm. at least in my own personal world and just like let fun happen, you know, that's beautiful. All the things that we've been talking about so far, well, not all of them, but like, I I feel like that's one of the things that, that I love to see is like allow it. I, this is going to freak you out, but like allowing a little room for the unexpected, right? (laughs) Like, like you said, um, uh, the couple you, you talked about before, uh, Vicky and Dave, that like that circle that happened, just like it just naturally happened, right? And like, would it have had that same feeling if like the DJ was like, all right, everybody circle it up, get around them? You know, like it might have, it's still been, it might have been really beautiful to the couple. But I think that's one of the things that like, like those, those kind of moments are present at every wedding. I see them at every wedding. Sometimes they're like, you know, like really silly and fun moments and they're like once in a lifetime. Sometimes they're just they're these big like crazy moments like that where like everybody's involved and you realize that like this is afterwards that like that was a special thing that you got to be a part of right. Every wedding has them and so like you I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like to compare weddings and like hope like something like that happens and only be fixated on like oh we need that like circle thing to happen at our wedding. It's like no 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 
just just come in with a clean slate like do the work you got to yeah. do come in with a clean slate and then let the magic happen you know like have the plan and then like have somebody take it over and then let you just let the love just come at you you know i love that can i share a crazy story who yeah give it to me this is not a feel good story uh, this was <laughs> oh, no. nuts this is this is probably one of the most insane things that I've ever been part of with a wedding. So I did a wedding a few years ago. I'm not going to mention any names on this one. Um, and by no fault of the couple whatsoever, the church that they decided to get married at had a priest, pastor, reverend, father, whatever in particular, who was a little intense. And I say that with the oh. most respect possible in that he came from a place of doing a lot of weddings and had a very structured system and process. And just me oh. being there uh, as the planner saying like, hey, I'm here to help for the rehearsal. He Too much. shot me down. He said, you're just going to go sit in the back and you're not going to do anything. And I was like, yes, sir. And I, <laughs> you know, jeez. I tried to help wherever possible. And he did end up asking me for help uh, because he needed to know, you know, the order of everybody lining up, which is what I always do. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> anytime I'm sort of like met with that initial bit of attitude, it's always like, come on, just give me a chance. But anyway, uh, so I sort of knew it was going to be um, a Rough. more structured ceremony. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> that said, when the wedding day came, all was well. Um by nature, this bride in particular was not running completely on time. She wasn't severely behind schedule, but we wanted her to get there about 10 minutes before the ceremony when it's going to start with the thought that if she arrived right when the ceremony started, it was fine. And she did. She arrived um, right on the nose. So say her ceremony was starting at three o'clock. She arrived right on the nose at three o'clock. However, the pastor, priest, father, reverend, whatever, I forget what he was, um, decided that he was going to start before that because he wanted to start on time and he wanted the couple at the altar at three o'clock. And I looked at him because he started saying I was in the back in the little foyer area where, you know, grannies and parents and wedding party and all this stuff lined up. And <laughs> he just started to send the grandparents down the aisle. And I looked at him. I said, I don't have my bride here yet. She was like pulling up in the car but she was not in the building. She was not there. She like, I didn't get a chance to be like, Hey, are you ready? Let's do this. Like, let's get ourselves centered. Whoa. He just started walking people down the aisle. So I quick ran out to the vehicle and there was no way in hell I was going to let her know anything about what was happening inside at the moment. Cause I was like, he's not going to start this thing without her at this point. Like, I'm just going to keep her calm. And I was like, Hey, everything's good to go. We're going to walk in, give you a fluff. And you are going to just going to head right down that. aisle. <laughs> <laughs> nice way to turn that to a positive. And she's like, really? I was like, yeah, it's great. It's going to be really good. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, Oh my God. And he, when he started, I looked at him and whispered like, she's not here yet. And he looked at me and it was as if like Satan took over and he goes, we're starting anyway. And I was just like, whoa how i don't get how that would have played out if she wasn't like what was he like you're there for a marriage i have no idea the i i honestly have no idea he had no idea that it was just it was the most bizarre situation and all i could take away from it was a danielle you need to stay super calm and not let this bride know what's about it what what's transpiring right now yep. and like i can't let anybody around me sense the fact that this guy just totally like he 
laid into me in front of all of the people that were in the back, but whatever. Um, And it was just one of those situations where it was like, this is how not to act. No matter how much you have a timeline and a structure and a plan, always have a, have a certain level of grace and understanding that sometimes things don't go according to plan. You can do what you can to like keep things on track, but sometimes you can't control everything. And that was my like planner lesson that I took from it, but it was bizarre. And uh, that like, he just went for it. That is ridiculous. And I've got another perfect story that goes perfectly along with that because it was in a church and one of those things that you cannot plan for the unexpected. And this goes back to, what is it? Episode four is our bad weather episode, I believe. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Um, so you can hear the full story of this, but the shortened version of that is that October 29th, 2011 was a crazy snowstorm in in the northeast uh it was nuts um and this couple was having a wedding on that october 29th in staten island and we were watching the forecast leading up to it and they're like it started out as like a little bit of snow and then all of a sudden they were like this is going to be armageddon everybody batting down the hatches don't go outside and it was like all right i'm going to travel to two hours to go to a wedding in staten island this is going to be great um and i stayed the night before in a hotel got there the morning of and it was just raining we took a bunch of pictures kristen was doing her uh you know her makeup and everything was good and then it started snowing and i was like all right here we go what's gonna happen and she walked over and like looked at the the snow outside and was like yay it was like all hyped up about it so okay great um it starts like really coming down like it's it's like not good at this point and so we were head to the church and like news is starting to like get passed around like weird things are happening at the reception which we're not gonna i'm not gonna fully talk about um but the moment I specifically want to hone in on is like it all comes down to like what you do with what you got. So like in your uh, pregnancy story, uh, the bride like just went to town with it. She um, she was pregnant. She had a good time. It was fun. It was awesome. Um, and like you flip the script a little bit uh, on and help the bride like come walk right in and walk right down the aisle. Even though this priest was like starting sending things. Um, this bride, Kristen, it was like pretty intensely snowing like there were inches on the ground at this point and um everybody was in the church i was outside of the church because she was gonna walk into the church from the limo and there's this amazing picture of her her dad and the limo driver holding her dress up her dad and the limo driver are holding umbrellas in the opposite hands and like this might completely ruin some people's days but she was loving every part of it and so she hiked her dress up and she had these giant green galoshes on and was like stomping through the snow and just like the picture is hilarious and she loves it it's still on my website now because she's laughing the whole way to the back of the church and it is perfect and the rest of the wedding even though the reception that night was canceled because of the snow and all whatever they're able to like set everything aside and do the reception the next day from 12 to 4 and it was still one of the best parties i've ever seen because like the vibe was still so great and still high and positive oh that goodness it was lovely I love that. We honestly, we brought them on, didn't we? We had them on the show. We did. Yeah, yeah. For that episode. So if you guys, you you have to hear the whole story. It's episode oh, four, it's pretty sure. Bad weather. It's awesome. It's nuts. I love that. Okay, so uh, where do I want to go next? I, I, okay, so my background, 
is in the world of theater and productions and things like that. That's where I came from. That's how I got into wedding planning. Um, so anytime there is a quick change involved where something needs to happen quickly from a production standpoint to make it happen, I get the goosies. I get so excited. Um, the if goosies. it's something where the goosies, if it's something where, you know, the cocktail hour is happening in the same space as the reception and we have one hour to make it a ceremony space to reception space. I love stuff like that. Um, yes, it's like a certain amount of stress, but it's stress I thrive on. Mm -hmm. um, and one year we were hired to come in and just focus solely on the reception space. The ceremony was going to happen at a church. They were good. Um, our job was going to be to take a clothing store, clear it out, and make it into a full-blown reception for about Ooh, 180 whoa. people. Whoa. Yes. So we talked a lot because it was basically that this clothing store also wanted to function as an event space, but the clothing store was just kind of sort of like taking up space until the event space kicked off. It was a really unique situation. Um, and it was cool, super cool space. Um, but in all of our talks and meetings, the whole plan was that um, we the clothing store was going to close at 2 p.m., and it, when it closed, it was going to be completely cleared out so that they were going to sort of take the last bit of time to clear all of their stuff out and get it tucked away so that we can come into a blank slate and just bring everything in and build up the entire space. Yep. So cut to that day and we'd have five o'clock was when people would arrive. So that was from two o'clock until five o'clock. We had three hours to make it happen, um, which we brought in everything, every table, chair, linen, we had to bring in an entire kitchen. Everything was brought in. And I had to layer the timing of everything to be brought in so that one thing happened before the next thing, before the next thing. You can't bring linens in until you've got table. Like there's just certain things that need to happen first. Ooh. You can't bring a florist until you have tables. It was a so much fun. However, and I was ready for it. I was like amped up, pumped, ready to go. Um, so two <laughs> o'clock comes, I'm sitting in the parking lot at quarter to two or not much earlier. Um, and just like watching what's happening and there's still people shopping in the store, right? So now two o'clock comes, this store is supposed to be closed and cleared out and it's definitely not. And there are still people shopping and I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and just like being as patient as humanly possible. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was like about 15 minutes after the time it was supposed to be closed and cleared out that they finally closed the store, but then it still had to get cleared out. So we come in and we're like, okay, ready to roll. And there are still clothing racks and mannequins and, and tables with all full blown. I, I wish I knew how big the space was. Um, but a decent sized clothing store it was a fit 180 people for dinner. So that's how big it was. Plus dancing. Ooh. So we come in and it's just like, all right. And I looked at my staff and I was like, all hands on deck. Like we, we like this has to happen. There's no room that this doesn't happen. It, it needs to happen. And we knocked the whole thing out in two and a half hours, um, bringing everything what? in with a ton of different vendors. Um, and I guess thinking about it now, this was years ago. And if I think about it now, I could probably make that happen in like an hour now because I know just like. I know so much more and there's just so much more experience. But back then it was two and a half hours. We knocked it out. We were ready to go. First guest arrives. We were completely done. Candles lit everything. It was so awesome. Um, but it was so much fun. And I loved that the couple just placed complete trust in me and my team um, and all the vendors that they had to just make this space happen with no, like, just no, they just were like, yeah, you just, this is what needs to happen. And we just executed it. And it was so much fun. Um, and so stressful, but it was so much fun. It's just, it was it was such a good time. It was one of my favorite things um, 
like just from like my own very guilty selfish place of like I love making like those switches happen when I was a dancer uh this is my my background um my favorite thing was when we had to like quick change people on the side of the stage. Like when they had to go from one costume to the next, very, very quickly change shoes, hair piece, head, you know, costumes, everything. Change their head. Yeah. Did change whatever. They, <laughs> hair hair. Whatever they, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I still do. I still go back to where I, where I grew up dancing and I still help with all the shows um, or not all the shows, but I go back when I can. And I live for that stuff. Like it is so much fun to me. I get so excited. It is such a, it is like my roller coaster thrill ride you know i because i don't do roller coasters i'm terrified <laughs> but that is like, <laughs> i was it was awesome i loved it so much that is such a killer story where, where did did all the stuff from that store like go into boxes or like did you like wheel it into like a back room like where did it go because they didn't follow through on what they said they were going to do, it became a discussion of we need to do this as quick as possible. And they were like, yes, just shove it all into this one room and we'll deal with it later because they knew they kind of dropped the ball with what they Ooh. were supposed to do. We still did it as like respectfully as possible, but it was not like a very like neat and tidy pack up situation. Things got like put onto things that rolled and we just rolled. <laughs> yep. so, but even like the cash register, the point of sale system, everything had to get like broken down, tucked away. So so yeah. fun. So, so fun. I'm trying to think of, so I've got, to, I, I think I'm going to do this story now because it sort of relates to like that trust thing that you said, right? Like having, having your couples like fully trust you and are comfortable with you. Um, and as a photographer, like there's big moments and little moments, right? And, and I think most couples want the range of all those. And then sometimes there's things that happen at weddings where I become... I like I, it's like why why am I the one who's here, right? Because I I've known the couple for a year, right? Most of the people at this at this wedding have known the couple for many many years, and they don't even get to be there for part of this. And I think there's this massive amount of trust and comfort that like that I try to create with every couple, and I think it's there. But then there's sometimes where like you really get to see it, and it's a very short story, and it's probably gonna make us both cry, but that's okay. Um, outdoor ceremony rained on and off all day but they still had it and it was like wasn't mushy outside so it was like it was like it had sprinkles so one of the things that was really beautiful is everything looked really vibrant because it was like slightly wet and um they had this hoppa up there and and had like some really pretty flower drapings around it and there was like the they had this ceremonies area set up um there was like up on a slight pedestal that was built out of some wood around these like nice trees and things and they had um you know like a a candle like the 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 parent candles and and things kind of in the back and the the bride's mom had passed away a couple years ago and and her and her mom were really close right like all a lot of the conversations we had uh leading up to the wedding were were about her mom and like the gifts that her mom had given her and you know that kind of thing and you never know when like these kind of moments are going to happen, but I I'd run around behind the like stage area um, to get pictures of them lighting the candles. And it was just like, it was like the unity candle kind of thing. Um, and there was also two other candles kind of set off to the side and they were specifically for some people who the, the couple um, knew the mom. And I, I forget um, what the, I think it was one of the groom's relatives or an uncle, I think um, who was, he was very close with. And they lit their unity candle and then they moved their candles over to these other two candles. And she 
lit this candle and said, I love you, mommy. I'm always thinking of you. And it was like, why am I the one who's there for this? I Only I can hurt that. It was me, the bride, and the groom. And they're like 20 feet away are all these other people. They're like the couple's backs are to them. And it's like, how? why am I the one who's there? Like, that's not even the, the craziest story. Like, I've got so many of those stories where it's like uh, the, the trust that is put into people. Because like, think about it. Like, think about how a photograph can portray somebody, right? There's all these different ways. And like, that trust is so real it has to be there um you know like how many times you look at a picture and you're like oh i don't like myself or whatever but I, I that's all i kept thinking about uh, was was like what that picture was gonna mean to her and i reminded her of her, her of that that she said that later because maybe it was just like a she was wrapped up in it or whatever but she remembered and it's still such a lovely photo and i i can never get that out of my mind that like i was there for that and why am i the one who's there there's so many other people but that i was trusted with this incredibly delicate moment. And I just, yeah. And I just did the best I could to make sure I captured that for her. It's awesome. It's intense. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take it to something up. We'll, we'll segue <laughs> okay. into this one. Okay. So, um, and I definitely want to share this story. How many stories would you like to, how many more stories would you like to share? How many more you got? Eh, probably like one or two and that's it. Okay, I'll share this one and then you can share yours and we'll see from there. Okay, so okay, okay. Um, a few years back, um, I, well, we'll back up even further. Oh, see what happens when I don't take like <laughs> notes for myself? My yeah. brain. Um, Love it. I grew up um, with my grandparents living with us. Um, they built on, when I was like nine, my parents built an entire addition onto their home so that my grandparents can come live with us because... Um, my parents worked and my, it was just easier to kind of have one home to maintain and care for. Plus I was growing up and it was like built in babysitter. Anyway, um, I became very, very close to those, my two grandparents. Um, my Nana in particular, she was mm -hmm. my like go-to person, Danielle, keep it together. So when she passed away a few years ago, for some reason, um, that day when, um, she was like sick and it was like expected to be coming, but it still sucked and hurt more than anything. Um, mm -hmm. I took a shower and I just put music on because I didn't want to be in the shower, like with my own thoughts. So I just put music on, which I don't normally do. And the very first song that came on was this like song. I want to dance with somebody that, oh. uh, I don't know who sings it. Whitney Houston. You know what song I'm talking yep. about? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to dance. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and it just, it made me smile. Like for some reason it just felt like, good you know what i mean and yeah every time i hear that song now all i think of is my nana and in such a great way and my grandma was like 80 some years old when she passed and like would so spry and so like she would always be on a dance floor and just like moving it and grooving it whatever but for whatever reason this song just always sticks with me as like this is like my nana being like hey girl i see you i miss you i love you so oh danielle keep it together so anyway last year we put together this beautiful wedding at a camp um, for these two amazing brides, um, Kirsten and Amanda. And they were two people that I had so much freaking fun working with. And they were just mm -hmm. good people. And and we still keep in touch. And they're just great human beings. And they were um, we were at their reception and their band was playing and everybody was on the dance floor. And it was a time of the night where I was just kind of waiting for the cleanup to happen. Everything else was good to go. And I was just off to the side. And that song came on. And as always, I am the worst singer you've ever heard. <laughs> but at a wedding, I can sing at the top of my lungs. And it's so loud in there, nobody hears me. So I'm always singing at weddings. I leave with no voice. 
voice whatsoever. So that song came on and, you know, as always, I'm over in the corner just like jamming out and singing at the top of my lungs terribly. And all of a sudden, both of them just came over and grabbed my hand and pulled me out onto the dance floor with them. And I'm not a person. I love to dance, but when I'm working, I don't tend to be out there because my whole role is to be like as much in the shadows as possible. And they just pulled me out there with them. And the fact that they did it, I stayed there and we sang awfully and we danced (laughs) and it was just, it was such a emotional moment for me on so many levels because it was like, just like my feel good song for my grandma. It was something where like the fact that my couple just wanted to include me in that moment without them. They had no idea about the song or what it meant to me. And we just like had our arms around each other and it was just the photographer got photos and I'm literally like sweating and a mess. Cause at that point I've been working for like 12, 14 hours. Like, I was done. <laughs> Probably crying. Oh, most like, but like happy crying. So I'm like, I'm just, yeah, yeah. I look like a blubbering <laughs> idiot. So beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I don't think those two girls know what that moment meant to me. Like to them, it might've just been like one of many moments that happened that day but it like it has stuck with me so much and the fact that they just like saw me of their freaking hundred some people that were there that they saw me in that moment and wanted like me to take part in that with them like that is to me the relationship that I so treasure with my couples and I don't certainly have that level of relationship with all of them that's totally fine but when I do I just treasure it and love it so much because it's it makes me feel so lucky and honored to be able to do what I do and to do it for the people that I get to do it for. Um, and they're just good people. I love that moment so much. I, I have a similar one, <laughs> except I was not invited onto the dance floor. Um, because you know, <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> because all right, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Your, your role is to like be behind the scenes, make sure everything like comes together and goes well and whatever. My job is to like raise the energy level or lower the energy level of any situation and get people to like, like be lifted up and get pictures like people enjoying themselves. So sometimes it like takes a little poking and prodding. Sometimes it takes when the bride was the only one on the dance floor, like the DJ's like trying to open up this, the dance floor and it's just the bride by herself. And she's like, come on everybody. And nobody's going out there. Nobody went out there. So I'm like, F this. And I went out there and I just like shuffled my way up to her. And then like, we both started dancing and people were like, who's this guy? Because they, you know, and then of course the groom saw and he was like, Hey, hey, let's go. Let's go. So he came out and we're all just dancing and there's great pictures of it. Um, there's actually a lot of good pictures of me dancing on the dance floor at weddings. I promise I take really good pictures too, but it's just sometimes it takes a little bit, a little something, something. Um, that picture is not that far back uh, on Instagram if if any y'all are out there, at Daniel Moore Photo. Um, you can go on there. It's a black and white picture of me like like making a silly like dance face uh, and the bride like, like screaming. Um, it's really amazing. It's such a good picture. But it's just like I – what I love is that like the ma- – I think all my couples are just like they love to see me and like their guests having fun. And that I guess the the thing I love most is that I feel comfortable to be able to do that because that's I mean, that's really what I built the majority of my my brand around is being very active and focused. Like one of my favorite analogies is what what are your guests going to react better to somebody who's like kind of creeping in the corner, like sniping. Or someone who's like, yeah, like having fun, taking some pictures, like in the in the zone, and I, that's that's my personality, and it 
it may it's too probably too much for some couples but like the couples that i get <laughs> i mean i know i'm not good for everybody um yeah. but the couples that i get it's like i'm uh, i love to be a part of it and i'm comfortable enough to be able to do that and they love that as well if that makes sense right I love yeah. that. Honestly, um, unless you have another one to share, I think that's a great way to wrap up this season and this episode. What do you think? Anything else? I think that's it. I think that's it. That's a good high note. Yeah, it's so good. We could probably both sit here for another hour sharing even more <sighs> stories, but we wanna. Yeah, there's <sighs> just a lot of goodness. Like as as I was preparing for this episode and like coming over, I I. I could have made lists upon lists of like, you know, like little moments and big moments and like times when six of my past couples were at one wedding and it's like, they're all happy to see me, right? Like I'm just a photographer. You mean like how it's awesome when they're like six people are there and they're like, you did our wedding. You're amazing. We need a picture with you. You know what I mean? Like that, that's gratitude, right? Like that's, that's the real deal. Um, and that's, that's why I'm still doing this 10 years in. Yep. It's, it is. It's what it's come down to. Dan, you and I both agree. We're very, um, we don't take the roles we're in lightly. Like we realize yeah. that we have very, um, it's a lot of trust that's placed on us uh, in yeah. very different ways, but it's, it's a huge responsibility. And we love that we get to like share what we do with our couples and with our ringers here on this episode, on this podcast. It's just it fills our heart. I mean, we, yeah, we put out this podcast as a way to share with the world and and just talk about what we talk about, to be quite frank. But um, I know this fills up both of our tanks in a huge, huge way. So I thank you guys for letting us share our stories, um, even all of our ramblings as we go throughout this um, this podcast and all the different episodes we do. Uh, we really can't thank all of you enough for, for coming along on this ride with us. I can't wait to see what we have in store for season seven. Um, yeah, wish wish me luck you. as I'm as I'm dadding it and it becomes Moyer party of three. Um, uh, I I'm Not excited to listen to Moyer party of five. Whoo! Right, right. Um, yeah, I'll be listening along uh, in the first couple episodes. Uh, probably sleep deprived and all kinds of stuff, but um, I'll be listening along in the first couple episodes of season three. I'll be on my paternity leave for a little bit, just focusing on my season family. Season. season what did I say? Sorry. You got dead brain, man. I yeah, it's already here. See everybody, it's already here. Um, I will be on the first couple of episodes of season seven. I'll be on my paternity leave, but I'll be listening in. Um, and uh, I'm excited to come back then after a little bit. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon, ringers. Guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Put a Ring on It podcast. But hey, before we wrap up this episode, we just wanted to take a moment to give a huge shout out and virtual high five to our Patreon supporters. Your encouragement means the world to us, and we are just constantly blown away by your generosity. Yeah, and if you want to join our amazing community of ringers to help us reach our goals for the show, check out patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I. You know, like put a ring on it. There's many different options starting at just $1 a month to help support us. Uh, and some really fun things waiting for you, like video recordings, hangouts with Danielle and I, and and a place to have your wedding questions answered. But hey, if money's tight, that is all good. Keep enjoying this podcast as our gift to you for as long as you need. Exactly. We still love you no matter what. And if you need some more details on anything that we talked about in today's episode, you can find the show notes at putaringonitpodcast.com. And of course, you're more than welcome to follow us uh, and connect with us on the socials. I'm at Daniel Moore Photo on Instagram and Daniel Moore Photography on Facebook and Pinterest. 
Yep. And I'm at DPNAC, D-P-N-A-K on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. Guys, remember, we are here to help you, but no matter whose advice you follow or what decisions you make, know that your wedding is going to be amazing. Because you guys rock. Until next time, ringers. Peace. Peace.